0: Love with author, self-mastery coach, and relationship expert, Melanie Tanya Evans. Take back your power, heal your soul, and set yourself free, free through Empowered Love. And now your host of Empowered Love, Melanie Tanya Evans. Hi everyone, I'm Mel and I'm here with Ellie today. And uh, we're doing, say, hi, Ellie.
1: Hi, Mel. Hi, everybody.
0: (laughs) Beautiful. Lovely to have you here. And it's great to do another Kicking Codependency show. And we're doing a show today on learning how to love yourself and break free from painful patterns. And before we start, a big hello to everyone who's listening in, uh, the people from the U.S. and Australia. And also too, I had a lovely email. She'll um she'll laugh when she hears this from from one of my lovely clients in the UK. And she said, "Look, I've been spreading this out to all my girlfriends, and there's a lot of people here in the UK listening to you too. So will you please mention us?" So I promise, Alison, and all your friends, and everybody else from the UK, I promise that I will. Um, yeah, I will take note of you guys because I know you're listening. So welcome to the UK too. So. Well, this show today that we're going to be doing is a really important part about breaking out of codependency because the thing is about codependency, so much of it has been, and uh, Ali and I know this very well as a lot of other women do, is that we focus on things outside of ourselves to get our sustenance of self, which is just a really, really precarious way to live because we're only okay and we're only lovable and we're only healthy if somebody else is providing us with ourselves. So a huge part about that absolutely is learning how to love yourself. And uh, this is a massive topic. It's a really huge topic. And the interesting thing is is I had a client uh, this morning that I was working with that were having a big conversation about this. And actually it was a conversation I broke off from just before starting this show. And also, too, uh, at one of my great clients in Perth, we're doing a lot of stuff by email about this absolute topic, because it's, look, it's such a simple topic, or so it should be, but it's such an elusive topic, learning how to love yourself. It's, and actually, it's going to be great. It's great timing to really talk about this today. And, um, and uh, yeah, so look, I'll, I'll hand it over to you, Allie
1: right uh, yeah, you know, stuff cool. for where you want to go with this. Well, I think yeah, it's really a, a, a pertinent introduction, and I think yeah, um, you just brought up a good point when you said, um, you know, like it, it's, it's a big kind of elusive subject, and I think um, a large part of that is because when we are in fact codependent and we're lost and off track, and and by default, when you're codependent, you run a line. The life is um, not about you, and the focus is not on you, and your energy isn't in you. It's on Trying to control or manage um, influences outside of yourself, and, and that's why I'm exhausting. It pushes you out of a, a alignment, and, um, and by default, you're not happy. You're not you're not flowing. Life it isn't as easy, um, and all you do to mitigate that is usually try harder and harder and harder. And I think that's probably why it's so elusive. Because to learn once you've gotten into those patterns how to actually relax and let go is um, you know it is it, the a hard and impossible thing to do and i think you and i now and probably a lot of people listening are familiar um with people that have reflected on um our lives and situations with relationships or work or anything where we've taken it all very very seriously we've been a bit stressed out um you know and it's been obvious for people that love and care about us that it's it's wearing us down and why can't we just you know relax and you know we probably you know, cause a lot of the drama in our lives by being so uptight or making bad choices when it comes to the people we associate with and so forth. But when you're in that space, you're just desperately trying to um, grasp hold of um, and make sense of, of what's around you, and um, and 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 that is codependency. So when you're doing that, um, yeah, it, that, that's probably why the concept of um, self-nurture and really um, being one with yourself is so foreign. And I know, for me, it's only the last couple of years, I'm really, really woken back up to that. And the best thing about being um, codependent or finding yourself in one of those situations where you're so far removed from yourself that life seems like a constant um, struggle and uh, sort of a need to manage things, people, work, relationships, what's going on around you because it's all going to blow up or collapse or, you know, or explode in your face and, your emotions, that you are know, up and down, it roll across to that a lot of people um, are familiar with. And certainly people out of um, abusive and unhealthy and toxic relationships will know what I'm talking about. You're walking on eggshells. Everything's great and perfect one day and it just resonates with your soul. And the next day, you don't know whether you're Arthur or Martha and, you know, someone behaved um, badly or negatively or done something to you and your life took upside down such an unhealthy way to live, but once you've got into that rut, then you find yourself being a deeper and deeper hole as you try more and more and more to manage um, or mitigate those threats or those things happening, but all you're doing is actually making yourself more dependent on the situation, putting more focus on the situation. What did he say? What have I could, could have done differently? What did the how? You know, someone at the work looked at me sideways and, oh, maybe they're going to not be happy about this. or such and such is going to get fired, or, oh my god, blah, 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 and, I mean, it's just a draining, impossible way to live, and it's not the way that the universe intended it, and that's why it's so hard, because we're fighting against the natural flow of life, and digging ourselves you know, into a deeper and deeper trench, looking hard against it, but, like I said, it's not I an mean, Um, it um, attracts the wrong kind of relationship, um, and it, it, I mean, it's what, what, what a position we want to be in is where we love ourselves enough that we're not affected by those things going on around us. So, when you are a codependent, when you find yourself, uh, you've got yourself into a situation, unhealthy relationships, unhealthy people, you're managing, you're peddling harder and faster and faster trying to keep up, or maybe you're just completely saddled and exhausted by the whole situation, the concept that's of just letting go and self nurture is just completely fine. If you give up, and that's die. Not that's what you feel. So that's why I think it is um, you an know, immersive subject and I think um, I know for many you know, people used to you know, put the concept turning um, in a in a form of different ways like um, sit back and smell the roses or you know, this isn't healthy or you know, a lot of um, friends sort of, you know, interventions and, in, you know, a previous relationship that I was in. Um, in, in a softly, softly way, kind of, you know, point out how it might not be healthy or right, but as a codependent, someone who was a perfectionist was trying to make it work and, you know, was in love, I, you know, or at least all I but not with myself, obviously, or I wouldn't have been in that situation. I justified it and tried harder to make it work. Um, and, you know, people are very, very kind, very, very forgiving, very, very loving. And they didn't just say, you know, enough of this is a joke to be a idiot. Uh, people were still there for me, but I look back now and I realise how there were a lot of stuff in my did along the way that I really just couldn't wrap my head around the fact that there any other way than to make the situation I was in worse. And that's mm. extremely codependent, extremely unhealthy, and it took up six years of my life. And um, I'm glad I didn't listen, because now I've come up the other side and I've, I've, I've pulled myself back from that and it felt like the most unnatural thing to do when, when you're fighting in a life and you think you're fighting for real love and fulfillment um, to, to get what you need or what you want to have someone behave how you want to, or um, a situation to manifest how you want, in order for you to be happy. Um, you know that's that yeah that 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 is, that, that that's codependency, the focus is not on you, it's not on everything else. You think it's on you because you think oh I get that and I will be happy, but it's not. It's making something else more important, and it's only now after fighting well, all of that and um, doing a concert with you now but um, you know doing a lot of reading and understanding about this that i realized that someone like me probably was you know highly susceptible to, to that sort of situation and where i let myself go and i over on things outside of me in order to get what i thought i needed to feel happy and whole and complete and,
0: That's the total point, is the overfocus? I think that people have really believed in the past, or people that are uninformed, that the codependent woman is really somebody who, you know, can't get a job, she needs a man to support her, she could be living with an alcoholic, she might have had an alcoholic father. And I think a lot of the stigma on codependency has been people that really don't have resources, um, you know, and maybe aren't go getters in the world, and that sort of thing. Whereas I really, really believe women are like us, women that are quite intelligent. Uh, I, I used to live totally in my head, and I know that's been a big journey for you too, Ali, That when we're constantly thinking, when we're over analysing, when we're and it's usually highly intelligent women that will do this. Are highly susceptible to codependency. I've had so many women come forward and they're like, I'm an extremely intelligent woman. Why is this happening to me? It's got nothing to do with your level of intelligence. And in fact, the more intelligent you are, the more susceptible you can be to be codependent because you're trying to control things too much. You're thinking too much about it. You're analyzing too much about it. You're trying to as Ali said, mitigate it, work it out. That's where I used to live. And I know, Ellie, used to live there too. Getting out of codependency is listening to our body, to our feelings, and absolutely to being able to nurture and love ourselves. So, you know, that'll bring us all to the point where we go, well, how do I nurture and love myself? And Ellie, you've touched on this before, how, and I've met a lot of people like this, and I've been one myself, where we could say, okay, I eat a healthy diet, I go to gym, I'm good with time management, I'll go and have a massage once a month. You know, like all of that stuff can be good and it is good because it is self-nurture. But to be really frank, all of that means nothing if you don't actually have the positive and loving self-talk and the acceptance with yourself. Because let's say you go to gym, let's say you buy yourself nice clothes, let's say you go and have a massage, you might be still really, really stuck in beating yourself up. I have to look a certain way, I have to be a certain weight, I have to have a certain persona, I have to have a certain image. Um, I mean, gosh, I know myself in my 20s, if anybody saw me without makeup, my God, I'd be mortified. You know, I, I couldn't, I'm serious. I'm really serious. It was like a huge thing for me. So, you know, and learning to actually. And the thing is, people can only see and feel about you the way you see and feel about you. So I know I wasn't unconditionally loving myself. No way. I really thought that, you know, I had to be a perfect size. I had to look perfect. If I didn't look like that, I was unlovable. So. You know, I I certainly wasn't accepting myself. And the interesting thing was a lot of other people weren't accepting me either. They might have thought I was aesthetically good-looking, but did they really love and support me as a person? No, they didn't because I couldn't do that for myself. So all of those things were really superficial and really weren't deep and really weren't nurturing on an emotional level. So... Yeah, like yeah, you like I think a lot of women would know what I'm talking about with that. Yeah,
1: and I think I think um, great point. You know, that codependency takes many many things and, and really just to break it all down and make it very very simple. Codependency is when your life is about things external to you, um, and also to serve you and make you happy. You might be a workaholic um, guy that needs to have a big boat and drive a big car. You might be a woman who needs to look gorgeous and, you know, weigh under 65 KD, you know, to be happy or think, you know, you're going to be happy, you might need to be able to send your kids to a private school, you might have all these things, that all in essence, unless um, they're coming, or the, the point of it all is um, to nurture the true you and who you are, they're all symptoms of a codependency and approval, or of society, or someone else, or needing to have something in order to feel good enough, or fulfilled enough and, and um, not undermined, or lesser or weaker, I suppose. So, um, you know, that's like, you know, you said that can be, a, you know, someone from a, a negative family background who doesn't have the, the tools to um, stand up and live in their car, but someone who has the tools to stand up and live in their car, but through some internal insecurity feels that they need people to approve of them, and I think that's what you said now about you. Um, you know, not being things that make up, you know, you're an attractive, smart woman but people, you know, attracting sort of superficial relationships because I mean on some level, and I know, but recently I've really started appreciating people for who they are inside rather than outside and that's that whole concept of issues on the inside and what are people really made of. I mean in my late teens and early twenties I was really kind of interested in, in uh, what people have and what people look like to a, to a large extent and um, I think when you when you're clever and you've got a few reasons to get away with things like that a bit longer, um, people forgive you a little bit more riddling. um, You know, um, you're open, you're you know, you outgoing. If you're capable, you've probably got a good job. It doesn't matter how many um, you know people you know do don't like you, it's depending on what your motivation is. Um, so often it's harder for those people those successful capable people, because they you know they continue to be. Um, quite codependent and, and quite often, you know, quite selfish or self-absorbed um, um, before, you know, that something really snaps them in the face. And Sarah and I know, I think it was, um, you know, a really toxic relationship with someone far more self-absorbed and, and selfish and codependent than we ever were It made us sit up and take notice and do that self-exploration and, and, and realise what we were creating in our um, life. So, you know, really that's, I think, um, you know, a lot of people listening might be confused about their lives and wonder, well, you know, this is be breaking and making these code opinions take me and, you know, does it make me really unhappy but it's something outside myself that really doesn't really matter at the end of the day. But a, a road map to self-murture, you know, what what is that and how do you get there and how do you get your get around the concept of, you know, um, you know, like being happy with yourself because that. They're so wrapped up in codependent thoughts or a need to be approved of or have things like a said, managed ways to look good to either. And you,
0: you're, you're right, well, codependency, it is a massive part of I'm seeking approval outside of myself. You know, whether yeah, it be Anna. through your books or whether it be through, like it, there's all sorts of strategies the codependent will do to try and feel approved of rather than approve of yeah. themselves. Yeah,
1: and, it's, and it's, it's curious because, you know, people always used to say to me, oh, well, you look after yourself and you always look nice and da 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 And I'm like, oh, well, I do it because it makes me feel good, you know, and it does. I like being set and healthy. But some of are you, you know, like, I'd be, I'd be mortified if I was caught out of the supermarket looking digging in my trackies by, you know, like, a yeah. nice guy so that I wanted to improve, like I'd I'd be hiding and running away. I don't I there wasn't enough confidence that just me who I was, you know, was enough and that those sort of things didn't really matter. And I think um you look around my expect might even think, Oh well, you know, he's a very average kind of guy or she's a very average kind of girl, well, how did they get such a good, you know, job, relationship, blah 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 and what a superficial shallow way to look at things. But breaking all that down and as I've learned and become a little older and wiser and new codependent. Um, I realize when you allow life to flow and you love yourself and it shines out from within you, what those people actually had was attracting what they wanted to their life and and how much easier it is when you do that. You just don't even need to try and you find the real thing when you're vibrating at the culture of the, the real you. Um, when you're at codependent and you're trying hard to um, look through, um, drive a social car, whatever, it's going to attract people in that same space that are looking for that because they are totally dependent. I and by virtue, you become too needy people in a totally dependent relationship. You're looking to have someone to, you know, a, whether it's an attractive partner or someone who's, you know, got a good job or drives a nice car in order to kind of complement your deficit in being perfect or looking for a man I um, mean like why like they're, they're doing the same thing, otherwise they'd be different so you know, real that <laughs> I hate to say it. But you know, yeah, I see it, evidence of that all the time, unhappy relationships and people that are in them because they're fulfilling a gap and a need for something, um, you know, like tick the box, I've got a husband, Tick the box, you know, I've got a lemon on the same area and live in my house and blah 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 blah. But you don't even need a stretch to make a you just need a clean half an elf and it's obviously straight inside the gender. And and it's really, really sad and really, really, um, tragic I think it's a lot of people who live their lives, um, like that and and don't really either you know, they must have got um you know, you've got children, you've got a massive mortgage, you know, then really life becomes about just being at house in the wheel, paying the bills and having to still on have head. and the opportunity to really reflect themselves naturally actually becomes a mistake. So that's where it's so important. Um you know, to, to figure this out and, and learn how to stop loving yourself and, and being that real you. Um, so, number one, things that your partner does or things that happen in your wider society are going to affect you so much and get you down and make you scramble harder. And you take the pressure off yourself and you invest it. And what really, really matters and what um, you find, ironically, makes you a lot more happy. And I know for me, oh, I'm like, you know, like I'm just, I'm not gonna say things like this, people are gonna say odd ideas. Right, but like for example me I i grow hair on my legs at a rate of knots. you know, like you with makeup and I'd never to wear a pair of shorts and not, you know, because we're looking well trade and stuff like that. And I will I'll bumble around if I'm busy, you know, with songs like and dandles for anyone who doesn't, you know, um, you know what we call them here in Australia and there's a bit of a mess and um, you know, don't have my contact members and I'll just go to, them to the and store and I've what's the point? where Actually I really don't care because I'm that comfortable in myself. I know what I do, I love what I do, I love the friends and people in my life, I love the lifestyle I have. and I think mean, I kinda of think it's hilarious. So I want the kind of time I would have not left the house, would have made an to go around the corner and buy some vegetables. So it's um it's a completely different place to be in, you know, like some people might, you know, look into this and go, Oh my God, I never want to let myself go like that. <laughs> you know, definitely I'll get, you know, like I, I, I'll, you know, I go to work and I, you know, put a suit or professional outfit on and I'll go out of a Friday or Saturday night all glammed up and I go to cocktail parties and, and balls and things like that. And, I, and you know, but, but I, I'm able to put those things in perspective now, you know, I'll make an effort where it's due and that's what's called for. But I'm not running around all day worried about if a courier knocks at the door, you know, what I'm wearing and what I look like, and um, going into the office and, you know, having, I don't know, a bit of regrowth or, you know, um, being a bit off the ball with something. Like, that. It's, um, it's a completely different place to be, in a place that I couldn't have imagined a couple of years ago in a highly codependent toxic relationship in this The point, I yeah. think, um, you and I are most passionate about now is, for those people listening that think maybe there's a bit of codependence in me, maybe the situation that I'm in is way too high maintenance, way too stressful, you know, way too unbalanced, that yeah, I just about guarantee that um, that's the situation you're in because I know I did the to deny and nationalise it and what have you. So just, i just really recommend a lot of the reading on Naomi, Tony and even website about codependency but also about learning how to love yourself. Um that's one of the empowered living ebooks. And we've got um preparing to date, that's one of the um, empowered dating ebooks. They're all really good books and teachings about getting back to you and how important it is to be in that of whole place, sense of self and um, resonating and operating from there. And life is slow, it is so easy, it is fun, things just come to you you don't need to Cry. It's just, it sounds all like woo-woo and like, you know, law of attraction, magical, you know, yeah, whatever, how does that, you know, come really. Yeah. Um, you stuff got to work first, but you've got to, you've got to start living from that vibration and the group power hearings that you've been doing now, you've, um, I mean, that's just fantastic and the feedback that we're getting from them um, from people that have come in there that have looked at quantum healing and gone, Yep, I want to switch my energy, I want to get out of codependency, I want to start loving myself and feeling in my vibration. But a one on one quantum healing is, is, is quite, you know, relatively expensive to them. Then you've been offering the group healings, and um, we've got one coming up actually uh, Wednesday and Thursday, uh, knowing my deservedness in life and love. And that's just a really great one. I mean, like if you've got three, hits. Of less than 15 dollars um, a good car healing session, you have access to, to that instant relief. And anyone who's listening, if just a wee bit curious about maybe this will help me, I'd just jump on that if you can. I mean, don't delay it like I do and, and beat around the bush and think that there was a solution and battening on because by all my means do that inside, but open your mind up. To finding yourself and getting in the vibe because everything will become so much easier so that's just my whole heart of advice and someone that's really been there and listened to a lot of stuff and observed a lot of stuff and still thought I could make it and, and make it all work um, you know and why i that sort I of want to make it all work my life and my energy is, is about me and dedicated to making me work and me happy why I'm, would I be focused on trying to fix other things and manage other things and it's just a ridiculous scenario. Like, like I said, when you're codependent, um, and you're relatively intelligent and capable, it's um, you know, you maybe a, a predisposition position towards perfectionism or, you know, an ego that's dependent on knowing that can do things or fix things or do things or help people. And um, none of that's your business.
0: Well, you know, if it's, yes. if it's all right with you, Ali, what I'd really like to do for listeners to this show, what we're going to do is if you email me, and I might be jumping the gun, she might tell me off for this, but you know, like <laughs> there have been some invites going out, but you know, I'd like to um, offer five people out there the next power healing to try one for free. Are you all right with that, Ali? I think it's
1: really generous, Mel, um, because, I mean, as we you know, we have um, uh, limited. Capacity for that, and, and we're well, obviously getting very, very busy with them. But I do agree that this is just a massive topic, and I think anyone that's listening make the most of the opportunity that Mel just offered, because I don't think we'll repeat that again.
0: <laughs> and, and you guys have um, to and, lose. This is an hour and a half of your time. All you've got to do is email me at melanie at melanie is M E L A N I E melanie at melanie tonia t o n i a evans dot com, email me and if you're one of the first five I'll put you in that power healing for free it's a really easy thing to do you can either log in through your computer or you can phone in wherever you are in the world and you can get in there's two times that are available for this week but it's so simple I am so not a technological person if I can do it anybody can do it and we give you all the instructions it's really really easy so you just need an hour and a half of being able to have speakers or Um, or your phone and you're there it's and you know i'd love you to experience it so that's what we're going to do through this show but you know ellie you were talking about but the whole look thing it's just made me think of something you know when we understand the psychology of men and i so didn't i think our society unfortunately our world has modeled the models the gorgeous look guys are visual we have to be this, we have to be that, we have to be... It's been really stressful for women. It's awful how we've had to... You know what? When you get into the psychology of men, I've researched a lot of guys. I've done a lot of research. I've talked to a lot of guys. I've, I've done a lot of my own research and a lot of other research. You know what? Men, to get a relationship with a guy, I can promise you it is not about being aesthetically gorgeous. Of course, a guy is going to appreciate you looking nice, but you know what, he doesn't fall in love with you for that. In fact, in fact, a man, he might like look at you as a sexual object or a physical object with that. But he does not fall in love with you for that. Men, we really don't give men enough credit. We think men are really shallow. It's all superficial. It's a, it, that's rubbish. That is absolute rubbish. A man, and I know there's been, and I know it used to happen to me You know, when I was very much that way, oh, my God, I think I'm really aesthetically good-looking. Why is he, you know, a guy would break up with me in my 20s and then he'd be engaged and getting married. And I think, oh, my God, she's nowhere near as good-looking as me or whatever else. Men are not interested in what you have, what you drive a narcissist is, because that's good. He can mine it. He can start taking it off you, right? And he can you know use you as a possession and something to you know say oh my god this is my woman like a possession but then he's going to get all jealous and crazy about it anyway it's not fun but a good decent guy and there's plenty out there you know so for any women out there that have got the beliefs, you know there are no good guys out there honey you got to change it you got to change that you got to throw that belief out there are tons of great guys out there there really are and they're not interested in you for that what they want is they want a real person that they feel good around, that they can have fun with, that they enjoy her company and she's real. That is the most attractive thing you can offer any guy. And a great guy is going to love you without makeup in your trackies being real. That's what he loves about you. He'll love you dressing up and looking great as well. But, you know, so we've got to stop all of that. I have to look perfect. I've got to be a size 8. I've got to, it's rubbish, absolute rubbish. Men um, fall in love because they feel good in your presence. That's That's when they're going to go, she is the woman I want to spend the rest of my life with. She's the woman I can't live without. That's what does it for them. And how do we do that? You know, this is about when we learn to love ourselves. I've had these two awesome conversations just recently. I've got a big email here that I have to respond to, which is actually on this topic and... How I'm going to respond to it is exactly what I'm going to say here. And I know that the journey of loving myself was huge for me because I couldn't get my head around it. It was like, well, how do you love yourself? You know, that's the million-dollar question. I hear it all the time. How do I love myself? So, okay, if you were to go to a psychologist, they'll give you the practical stuff, which is going to be, okay, where you start exercising and looking after yourself and you do self-nurture and all of that's good and that's helpful. But you know and if we just go to pure law of attraction energy stuff here because to me everything is that and everything comes off that and there's nothing in this world physically that didn't first start as a vibration as an energy but let's just go to the truth of the matter and the truth of the matter is is it's about acceptance of life and you might think well that's a really strange thing to say okay so there's two parts to this, really, how I believe we love ourselves. And I'll get to acceptance of life, which is huge. But the first part of it is, is the self-talk is massive. You know what? We have 50,000 thoughts a day. The average person runs through their head. You know, if you're an over analyzer, let's say ramp that up by probably up to 150,000 thoughts a day that's a lot of chatter going on in your head now you know what if you were to walk around in a day with a pad and pen and if you were to be conscious and write down every negative thought you had about yourself and life you might be quite mortified about what you're actually saying in your head so every time you say something you create a neuron signature which is like a neuron electrical impulse which then goes to your hypothalamus which creates a corresponding chemical peptide which gets secreted out into your body. Now muscle testing, this is all scientifically, uh, physiologically proven now, muscle testing and kinesiology and the, the healings I do, etc. will show it up. Now, let's just simplify it. There's either thoughts that are self-affirming or there are thoughts that are actually um, self-destructive. So positive thoughts are self-affirming about yourself and life. Negative thoughts are self-destructive about thoughts and, about thoughts of yourself and life. Now, the interesting thing is your body knows no difference. Your body is a really incredible... Um, incredible aspect of ourselves and if we want to call it when I say body I mean emotional body uh, chemical body your chemicals and your emotions are all the same thing so let's say if I was to say well um, you know I hate that person my body my emotions no, no difference whether I just said I hate myself or I hate that person it creates exactly the same reaction in my body Now, obviously, what happens is we can beat ourselves up. We were taught up in very conditional structures. We were taught that things like um, criticism and persecution and fear were meant to motivate us. They were meant to get us moving. They were meant to make us do the right thing. Structured religion was very, very good at that. Now, the interesting thing is we all know that, that if we really think about that, you know, with our kids or when we were kids with our parents, you know, okay, we might have got going out of fear, but it didn't feel good. Um, it was awful. We resented it. We um, lost a lot of self-esteem and confidence when we were constantly being put down. It really didn't work. Now, I don't know if you've ever had a mentor... In your life if you've been lucky enough that actually um, inspired you gave you confidence uh, supported you encouraged you congratulated you you know that felt pretty cool I don't know whether you had that experience with teachers I know I did you know you had a good teacher or a bad teacher the teacher that was critical and judgmental and awful and hard you hated that teacher you didn't do well at that subject unless you were just really terrified about getting the strap or the cane or something, you know. And even then, you probably didn't go on in that field and do a huge amount with it because uh, it just felt bad. It felt really yuck, you know. So all of this is very logical, but we weren't taught it. And this was huge for me, huge, huge, huge revelations, because I'd grown up, like most people did, I had very structured, practical, hard-working parents that were very, um they were hard. They were hard. They were critical. They were, you know, there was a lot of that stuff going on. So, you know, I, I sort of, I had their genes. I had their, so I worked hard. I did this. I did that. But I was very, very self-destructive in my thoughts. I was very hard on myself. I was always about what didn't I get done rather than I did get done. You're not good enough. You have to be better. You have to... So I turned into this obsessive compulsive overachiever Um, and it was horrible. It was really, really horrible. So learning to love ourselves is very much about changing our self-talk. We've talked about this a lot on the show and this is the hugest thing, the hugest, hugest thing. And you know what? Whenever I'm doing whatever it might be, exercise, work, whatever, whatever in my life that I want to achieve, I know when I beat myself up, I don't do a great job at it. I might for a little while, but I'll always default back to that thing. And the thing is, law of attraction, I'm charging on what I'm not doing. I'm bringing it into my vibration. That's where my focus is. So, you know, what do I co-create? More of what I'm not doing. So it's like, and I love food, you know, and I like exercise too. But if I really binge out and eat the wrong stuff, and I'm human and I can do it, you know, if I say to myself, oh my God, Melanie, you shouldn't have done that and I'll spend half an hour dwelling on it, I know that I'm I'm going to go for the next fix really quickly again. I'm going to do it again. So how I've turned this whole thing around is I talk to myself lovingly and it's like, you know, okay, Melanie, you slipped up no matter what it is and I don't slip up often now. And it's like, you know, I love you. I accept you. I know you can do a better job. I'm here to support you. I believe in you. When I do that, it just feels all really good and easy and then I don't go back for more. I don't, whatever it might be. It's, it's awesome. And I actually see those experiences as if I do slip, it gives me a beautiful opportunity to come home, love, nurture and support myself and create a whole different vibration around that topic. So, you know, that might sound too simple, but, you know, the most profound things are usually incredibly simple when we bring it back to pure energy and what's really going on and it is that simple but you might say well how do I do that you know what my answer to that is just do it just do it it's like anything you're not going to see the results until you do it so you go to gym you are not going to lose 10 kilos until you've been going to gym you've got to go to gym to lose 10 kilos you have to talk to yourself like this to start getting the results and you know what If you were sitting right here right now and you would have run a critical thought in your mind and you'd say, you know, I'm sick of what I do. You know, I'm an idiot. You check your body and how that feels when you say that to yourself. And you've just manufactured a really nasty peptide that's gone into your cells which is self-condemnation. And your whole body goes, yuck, it feels terrible. And you know why it feels terrible? Because it's not the true you. Whenever you're manufacturing feelings that are not who you really are, they're not what you're intended to be, they're not love, they hurt because they're wrong. It's that simple. If you were to do the thought, okay, I know we can do better, I do love you, I support you, I believe in you, you are going to do a great job. You check how that feels. And your body will start manufacturing peptides. It might take a little while because your body's been so hooked on the old programs, it doesn't know what that stuff is. It actually does know it's forgotten. And it might take a little while for it to get moving and to get going. But it's not going to feel like that horrible, sharp, nasty pain through your body, which is saying, wrong vibration, this is not who you really are. And this is only going to create you going, it's like your GPS is beeping. So your navigational system, like in a car, is beeping. It's going wrong track, wrong track, wrong track. You're on the wrong road. Turn around, go back. That's why it feels yuck, because it's not right. It's not who you are. You really are a vibration of creation, expansion and love. That's your truth. Everything else is falsity and falsity hurts. The truth sets you free. So once you start aligning with the truth and you know your ego will come up and go, hang on a minute, that's not going to work. That's not going to get me going. That's not going to, you know, do you know what? When you feel good, when you start feeling good and on track, you just start doing what's right. Right? You start doing what's expansive and inspirational and loving and creative. You start doing all of that and you actually start attracting in stuff that matches that vibration. And if it doesn't match that vibration, you very easily recognize it and you go, oh, that doesn't feel right. That's not for me. And you know what? I feel that good that I don't need to hook up with that. I don't need to change it, fight with it, struggle with it, change it, fix it. I can just keep moving and I don't need to judge it either. I don't need to judge it because it just is what it is and it's not for me and that's fine. Because every time, this brings me to the second point. So loving ourselves and I really hope that um, this lady in, uh, this would save me an email if she's listening. But <laughs> otherwise I'm going to put it in an email. So that's our first point, the self-talk okay, you are not going to love yourself within five minutes, okay, it's a process, and it's like losing 10 kilo at the gym, it's a process, like getting a degree, it's a process, okay, so we've got to get out of quick fix results, we've got to get into durable, life-affirming life skills that we do every single day, so that's That's the first part of it. And that is actually ridiculously simple. When you start doing it, it won't be at first because you've got to be mindful. Then after being mindful, you know, all the experts say 21 days. And there's probably a lot of stuff to that because once you start creating a different neuron signature that creates different peptides, your body gets hooked on those peptides. And then your body is going to keep saying, give me that peptide, give me that peptide. So you're going to emotionally fall into that pattern really easily and simply like it's just what you've always done and that's how it is for me that's that's exactly how it works for me so self-talk the other thing is acceptance this is huge this is massive law of attraction quantum physics states that we are all that is so therefore you are vibrationally connected to everything vibrationally in the world in the universe every experience you have in your life is a direct aspect of some aspect of you that's created it and that can be a little bit hard to accept but once you do accept it it's revolutionary and it's liberating because no longer are you a victim I'm creating this which means I can create something different if I don't like what I'm creating I think that's pretty cool because that's life-changing so when we start accepting life we know that no matter what turns up good bad or indifferent we put it there we put it there why did we put it there we put it there for two reasons either to affirm back to us where we're at in a positive way in other words like the pat on the shoulder you're doing a great job look at what you just manifested created wow you're aligned or something's showing up that we might uh, look at and assess and observe, not judge, observe and go, oh, okay, this isn't quite what I really did want. That's showing us that we've still got some alignment work to do to change that those outer experiences. Now, if we resist that, if we judge that, if we judge it and we go, I don't like this, I'm angry with this, this makes me really unhappy, What we're saying is, I don't like me, I don't accept me, I make me really unhappy. And I tell you, that's the crux of it because you put it there. So every time you put something there for yourself to guide you and you judge it, you've just judged yourself. So if you hate life and you resist life, you hate and resist yourself. This was huge for me because my whole life used to be a disaster zone So everything that was showing up, I was judging it, I was hating it, I was resisting it, which meant I was judging, hating, resisting myself, which means that I was only going to keep drawing in that same stuff over and over and over and over again until I finally learnt, bless this, accept this. What is this showing me about me? Okay, this is showing me that on this topic that I am in resistance. I'm drawing this to myself to show me that I'm not vibrating where I want to be. It doesn't feel good and I can do something about it. So a big one for me used to be persecution. People used to have shots at me all over the place. A lot of it was very karmic, a lot of it was very past life, a lot of it was stuff that I'd had in my system for probably, well I know, centuries. And I'd never sorted it out. Really what it was saying was that I am overly affected by the way people... Uh, perceive me and I judge myself based on what other how other people see me so in other words I didn't have my identity I was looking at my identity outside of myself and if other people had a bad perception of me it, it, it mortified me it was horrible I had huge 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 charges on it you know back then in those days with all that persecution stuff there's no way known I could do what I'm doing now and stick my neck out and be public I would have been mortified. I would have thought it was going to throttle me, you know. So I learned on that, stop judging it, stop getting angry and upset. So I started blessing and accepting it. And the blessing and accepting was, you're showing me I'm persecuting myself and I don't have a sense of identity. That's what you're showing me. So once I did that, I could actually say to people, look, that's okay. You're entitled to an opinion, but I know who I am. You know, in in other words, it's not important what you think about me, it's important what I think about me. And then when I had no charge on it and I just accepted it, which meant I was no longer looking out into life going, I judge you, I hate you, I resist you, I judge, I hate, I resist myself. I just thought the whole experience was really very special because it gave me an opportunity to love me and accept me no matter what anybody thought of me. That was the freedom I got out of that. You know what happened to persecution? Persecution it stopped and I mean stopped dead it just never showed up and if it did I'm cool with that I'm really and if it did crop up in my life again I'd go well that just gave me another opportunity for me to love and accept myself regardless of what other people think that's it how easy is that so it's huge that's loving yourself that's it's acceptance So no more resisting what you're getting from the outside because when you become conscious, there's absolutely no need to do that and everything will change for you. So for you to love yourself, accepting life is massive because you are life. You're putting it there for you. You're the creator of it. Your experience of life is actually you. Does that make sense? Yeah, can you hear me Mel?
1: I understand my microphone's um a bit a bit scratchy or a little bit faint.
0: That's that's better actually. That's great. <laughs> okay,
1: great. I had that's a way you twiddle great. with the um settings while you were talking.
0: Um yeah, look, um I think that's that's
1: pertinent and awesome and beautiful and I know because it just um you know just with me big time um, and anyone who's thinking that sounds good, well you can have it <laughs> you've just got to do what you say and like you see it doesn't happen overnight and the reason that people don't maybe don't believe it or have resistance to it is because there's no tangible um, result i.e. something that you can see instantly yeah. necessarily i.e. go to the gym, sweat it out for a week and you'll lose a kg um, you know dye your hair straighten it and you might look a bit nicer spend the money get a new car and it's there with this it's an investment in yourself but it is like a a never-ending wealth of payback but in terms of um tangible um calculatable um this is what i put in this is what i get it get back it doesn't work like that or, or you have you just have to know and trust really don't you and like you said it says if you're that off course and you, the GPRS was a great analogy and i'd just like to take that one step further and suggest if you are in a codependent if you're codependent and you're in a, um, you're out of sync with yourself in life and you're in situations where you're getting those beeps all the time the GPRS is just going you're off course you're off course you're off course but you're continually deriving the wrong direction thinking well i'm going to find another way out because that's essentially what you're doing, you're going against life, you're getting further and further and further and further down the track of the path of you know resistance that when you finally do stop on the side of the road and have a breakdown and just go, "Well, my tires are flat, I'm run out of gas, this hasn't worked, and that's inevitably what's going to happen, and oh, you're going to be that. further away well from this. your destination, yeah <laughs> further away from your destination, have even less resources because your car's going to be rusted out, all your tires are going to be flat." no petrol left in the tank, and you're millions of miles away from a petrol station, expect you're going to have to try a bit harder to get back on track. But know that you can and you will, and the payback will be a lot more rapid than you could ever imagine. And yes, there won't be tangible results tomorrow necessarily because people are used to you being this person and maybe they're used to manipulating you or they're used to you trying hard to be that person or do this or do that. All that will change when you change your energy and all that will change for the better. And um but it's not it's it's it there's work to do, like with anything good in life. But that work is actually easy once you embrace the whole concept and you it resonates with you and you take it on board and I, I know I sound salesy and I and and you know, people listening might go, God, can that woman just shut up about the products on the website? But for me, like The the group power healing, just give it a go and Mel's offered the five for free and, you know, jump on them, jump on them, please people because it just, it makes all the difference and you're in that car, you're down the road, your GPRS has been beeping at you for years possibly and this is just a really instant way to feel inside you that you're getting back in track and know that all that junk and distance and everything is nothing once you decide that you know, this is you. This is centered, and that's what life's about. And it's and, and from there, you are just you know you you are capable of anything. I know that sounds corny and cheesy, and people look at the the situation they're in and go, "Oh my God, it's impossible." Well, it's not. It's it, it's not. And you know, it, it's all a matter of perspective. And again, like everything you've just said now, that that um you know that that path of not resisting of um, real true self-nurture and focus on yourself um, you know that's what's going to get you a result and keep the things that you want in your life I mean people that are attracted to the you that jumps through hoops or stands on your head or looks beautiful all the time or never does this and always does that they are codependents they are unhealthy people you know you, you you don't need that and you don't want that and that's you know that that's keeping you off track as well so you know, it might be that a lot of these things become more obvious to you. But, I mean, it's a, it's a gradual process. It's not going to hurt. It's not going to, like, tip your life upside down overnight. It's just a realignment of yourself to your true you, to your point of, of truth and your real vibration. And, and everything that is right in your life will work better from then on. And even those things that are problematic, um, you'll be in a far better position to sort them out than you are when you're Codependent and you're out of centre. So, um, yeah, I, I just.
0: Absolutely. And, and, you know, look, um, like um, the gorgeous client from the US I had this morning, you know, she's a great example because eight weeks ago, this gorgeous woman, and she's beautiful. She's just a true codependent, lovely, big heart, had a really hard life, really bad relationships, you know, and lots of codependents are great, are really loving, giving people. They really are. And we'd all think, well, a loving, giving person should just, you know, that's a really raw deal. No, it's not. It's the law of attraction. She didn't have self-love. She was giving it out everywhere else and getting really broken and battered and beaten up like uh, a lot of us were. You know, eight weeks ago, this woman was on her last line. She was looking at being heavily medicated. She was having constant panic attacks. Her whole life was crashing down, falling apart all around her ears and had been for a long time. And she was at the end Of of coping, and you know we've had a conversation, and we've been doing quite a healing, and she's been a regular, and it's just incredible. This woman now is just stepped into a new career that's prosperous. She's loving life, she's loving herself, she's becoming conscious and aware and aligned. She's now met somebody that is like is looking like a fabulous prospect. This woman's on top of the world. And she has, where she's turned it around is she has learnt the simple tools and applied them consciously and constantly and she's made herself her biggest mission and her world is now reflecting that back to her in eight weeks and this woman's been in therapy for years. This is how quick this is. This is authentic, it's true, it's to the guts and the crux of the issues. And that's what I love about it because it's powerful and it's real. And the thing is, you know, when you hit it and when you start living this as lifestyle, do you know how simple it is? Absolutely, it takes work to get there. Absolutely, energetic shifts and things and uh, awareness. You know, and this woman, she's doing the e-course. She's got the e-books. She's referencing all the time. She's putting in the work. You've got to put in the work. You know, as a codependent, we sit back and we think somebody else is going to come in and fix it. Well, I'm sorry, that's not the case. Never has been, never will be. Law of attraction says it's it's an energetic impossibility. And you know what? It doesn't feel good. It doesn't feel good. If somebody else is giving you your sense of self, you hand your power over and you are reliant on them. And that's a precarious position. It's an anxious position. Your body knows it's not authentic. Your emotional matrix, Knows it's not real and you're in a constant state of anxiety and it's good when they're good and it's not good when they're not good and you've got no sense of self. So you've got to be your most important mission. If you do that, if you do that, your life becomes effortless. Effortless. And I mean that and that might sound totally cliche. But what I mean is everything starts reflecting back, you're in a state. If anything comes up that's a challenge, like there was a big challenge that happened last week around uh, work and stuff and, you know, and blessing and accepting it and seeing it was all in perfect and divine order and it's turned out magnificently, very, very quickly. You know, years ago, I would have gone into shock and fear and what ifs and worst case scenarios and all that sort of rubbish okay and would have hooked it up and created it and dragged it into my vibration and my reality and would have started living out that reality but it's no it's like well this has come for a reason all of life supports me and is working for me and it's all a blessing in disguise and there are solutions and this will all unfold and thus far that's been the total experience and that happened and started falling into place immediately so you know, I mean, it might sound like we sort of stand on a soapbox and all the rest of it. But I think the big passion here is, and I know I've lived on the other side, you know, the other side. I've lived there. I've been in the bowels of hell. I've, I've done all that stuff. And I know Ali has and a lot of people have that have come through this. But it can be incredibly powerful. It's not a quick fix. It's not something, you know, self-talk to myself, loving every day, if, if I ever feel my vibration go down, that's my biggest mission, not sorting the problem that created my vibration going down, sorting my vibration. Because I know my vibration is completely connected to my experience. So if I sort my vibration, the experience becomes easy. So, and it's great, you know, I don't have to chase me, I'm always with my vibration, I have to ring me, make an appointment with me, chase me into a corner, I, I'm there, I'm always there, so it's so easy to go, okay, vibration first, and then I know what to do or I know to let go, because I've got no control and life will look after it, and it always does, so, yeah, you know, and that's, that's, and it's so simple, it's, it's a shame we weren't taught this when we we're growing up. It really but you know, we weren't meant to. That's where our world was at and we're very, very lucky that we can access these tools now and get into this now and make it a lifestyle and just have life's not meant to be hard. As a codependent it's very, very hard. As an empowered person, it's beautiful, it's blissful, it's it's a wonderful existence. So, Ali, we're nearly out of time, my love that went quickly we are
1: yeah it has I mean I think and what you've said is that's the exact point we're we're passionate about it because we've been on the other side we've fought on the other side we know it you know intimately and that's why we're here like ramming it down throats because it really is just that little step and that change and shift and life can be so much different and it's so so worth it like really it is and that's why why we're here and we do everything we do isn't it Mel because we know what it's like and, and it's meant to we want. feel
0: good. You're meant to feel yeah, and good. and it
1: can That's yeah.
0: right. And there's nothing it's not in our life hard. we never <laughs> wanted not to feel good, and we can feel good regardless of what we do or don't have or who we That's do right. or don't and have in our life. And then when you're feeling good authentically because you're in life and in acceptance and within yourself and, and with the beautiful self-talk and creating a beautiful feeling good then life supplies more that's going to feel good.
1: Perfect. Beautiful.
0: Yeah, and who wouldn't want that? So anyway, goodbye, everybody. And uh, thank yeah, you for listening to this show.
1: And just and a quick reminder. Just, that, that's right. Email. Get, it, get in on that because those power healings are, what have we got tomorrow and Wednesday and Thursday? Knowing We've my deservedness and life and love.
0: And Thursday night, and it's a really good topic. And uh, everything we've been talking today and energetically aligning you is what those power healings are about. So you'll get to experience me taking you through shifts, aligning you. Um, aligning you the way I've aligned me. So do it, do it, do it. I'd love to have you there. <laughs> okay, Mel. Okay, everybody. Bye-bye, everybody. <laughs> Bye.